Hey guys, as promised, I'll be keeping all episodes under 20 to 30 minutes, and this episode went a little bit long, as they often do, so please tune in tomorrow for the next part of the show. Now enjoy part one of this interview. Hey there, podcast fan. Are you ready to experience the amazing benefits of having an authority business and personal brand? If you are, it's time to say goodbye to unpredictable leads, uncertain sales, and chasing customers for less than spectacular profits. And say hello to masses of web traffic, tons of high-quality leads, predictable sales, and enough profits to grow the business and enjoy the lifestyle you desire. Welcome back to the authority. Authority Marketing Podcast. Now, over to Josh Denning, the authority marketing guy himself, to lead the way. Josh Denning, back here again on the mission to help you achieve freedom through business. And we're lucky to have Josh Ellidge with us today on the show. And it's going to be a really, really good show, super high value show, a kind of show where in just this next 30 minutes of listening, you may potentially stuff millions of dollars worth of media into your top suit pocket or blouser pocket or whatever you want to call that pocket, front pocket, back pocket, because Josh Ellidge is on a mission to help entrepreneurs get stacks of free exposure, free media, free advertising, grow that reputation and really turn entrepreneurs into media superstars, help them become industry experts through all that media and really essentially at the end of the day become a media celebrity. He's also got a great business savings angel where he's on a mission to help American consumers save a stack of money on their day-to-day living costs, but in terms of the entrepreneurial world, he is creating media celebrities. So it's going to be a very interesting interview. And on that, Josh, thanks for joining us. Well, of course, thank you, Josh. And of course, this is going to be a powerful show. I mean, anywhere that you can get two Joshes in a room together, you, you know that the, the fireworks and, and power is, is going to be the ultimate result. Absolutely. I mean, it would be like when you've got two horns of Jericho sounding, you can't beat that power. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So look, I mean, Josh, before um, we jump in and then really tell these people how they can become media celebrities, let us know a little bit about, you know, the journey that you've been on and how you discovered the um, the pathway to help people become media celebrities. Mm, yeah. So, uh, so like every successful business owner, I've run and started and attempted a number of businesses. I mean, all through growing up, I always had my own business and joined the United States Navy for five years, was actually a Navy journalist, uh, went to school for four years uh, in, in family science, no less, but then got out and, and just got distracted by this whole internet thing. And so I actually uh, became an internet developer and uh, worked in corporate America for about five, six years. And and realized that there was just too much opportunity for me to work for somebody else. And so I started my own company, eventually started, however, a small town newspaper, which, man, if, <laughs> if you're asking for advice on businesses to start, I would tell you, do not start a newspaper today. <laughs> That's a lot of work, man. Um, but uh, so from there, I uh, ended up doing some internet marketing. And, and then about just under eight years ago, um, was actually the company that I was contracting with, uh, I was getting a little, things were getting a little uncertain in terms of the money that I was earning 
And we started getting very, very conservative with how we were spending our money. And part of what we did is, you know, we really looked at how we were spending money at the grocery store. And I thought, oh my gosh, there's got to be a better way to figure out what all of the best deals are at the, the grocery store. And so we created a system called Savings Angel. So kind of an engineering approach to grocery store prices and any and all available discounts. And so we use technology to kind of match up every possible discount. So that our fans can end up saving three, four, five hundred dollars a month at the grocery store each and every month. So it's an extremely valuable service. And part of how I launched that, Josh, is that even prior to launching, I just started reaching out to media contacts either that I had or just kind of networked my way in, made connections however I could, you know, who do you know kind of thing. And when I'd get with them, I would just tell them my story and I would share with them my mission. My mission ultimately, you know, with Savings Angel is to help end hunger, lack and need in our communities by filling the cups of others. And if you help people fill their cups, then they can in turn then do good for others. So that was kind of our mission. We had a noble mission. I think we had a great revolutionary service. And so, yeah, so the media was very, very good to me. Ended up getting regular segments on radio, uh, had some very, very nice pieces in my um, regional newspaper, uh, started getting on TV on a regular basis. And I didn't, have to spend a dime in advertising, but yet here I was getting tens and tens of thousands of dollars of free advertising right out of the gate and was able to make a full-time income with my digital business within one year. And I know that doesn't sound remarkable compared to some success stories that you hear, but for compared to the average uh, business success story, uh, that's phenomenal. And, and I was thrilled with that, uh, because then that turned into being able to create a seven figure a year company. <laughs> so, uh, that's very, very humbling. And, and Josh, I've been able to build that completely by working with the media. And so that's what I teach now. I really have, have said, you know what, I, I've had my fun. I've had my fortune. Um, it's now my business is pretty much on autopilot. It's, it's now my turn to help other entrepreneurs to create create the same thing. Mm, yeah, very cool. Wow. What an amazing story and thank you for sharing it. So look, the, the thing that we always like to um, ask everyone that comes on the show, Josh, the kind of very first question before we really get into the meat and potatoes is if you had to really think back over everything you've learned and everything you've experienced in media, I guess, creation or entrepreneurship for that matter, and you're asked to write a chapter or contribute a chapter to a book that you're sharing with or a lot of other experts were each writing a chapter that was going into the hands of 10,000 entrepreneurs to help them really get to the next level in their businesses, in their lives, in their careers. What would you write about? What would you name your chapter? And what would the message be? Yeah, I would I would likely call it servant leadership or, you know, just doing everything with a heart of service and, and not really worrying about the return. Now, I mean, we do have some sort of a responsibility to make money for our companies, but I have found that particularly in working in publicity, if your goal is to get on TV so that you can just promote the heck out of your business, I mean, again, that might be one of the main benefits of this, but that's not what our uh, ultimate goal should be. Our ultimate goal should be to bring as much value as we can wherever we go. And so I end up doing, Josh, a lot of work that 
will never do me any good. But for the person that I serve, I know that that has just, you know, it's kind of like the starfish story, you know, but I don't, I'll just repeat it. You know, you're walking down the beach, you know, throwing this, uh, you know, old man's throwing starfish in the sea. Little kid comes up to him and says, you know, old man, why are you throwing away? You know, why are you throwing those uh, starfish back in the sea? He's like, well, you know, that they'll live. I mean, if they just sit on the beach, they're going to die. And said, and the little kid goes, well, there are thousands of starfish that are washed up on the sea. You'll never make a difference. And so the old man picks up another starfish, throws it into the sea and goes, you know what? I just made a difference to that, that one. one. Yeah. yeah. So Love yeah, it. it's a story that's been told many times, but I, I really think that that should be our ambition in business is just to serve other, serve our customers, serve audiences. You know, if you want to work with the Huffington Post and you get quoted in there and the journalist is saying, hey, I'm writing about this, you know, couch everything with that's why I'm doing this. Other journalists will pick up on that. Uh, influencers will pick up on that. Uh, your customers will pick up on that. And they'll just, they'll feel something. And when they feel that, uh, they will be much more likely to want to do business with you. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. I've been banging that drum for some time. And it's been amazing to me in some companies that are doing quite well and they're just, they're on the brink of really being able to be explode with success. But because they don't quite understand that piece, they stay like at, you know, a certain level. They might be at seven figures, but they've got, if they could get that piece, they'd, they'd rapidly yeah. move to eight figures or even nine figures. I just think that really, if you've got that piece, everything else comes together. I really believe that. Well, and if you have a heart of a servant, then you don't need quite as much money to feel fulfilled. <laughs> I mean, it's like you'll wake up and every day is just a joy and you're not relying on the income because Josh, as you know, I mean, the income can come and go. Um, we've had incredible months and then we've had months that are not so great. And so if my happiness is tied up in my income, you're setting yourself up for disappointment. So if your happiness, however, is... Um, you know, couched in being able to bring value to people, then you'll generally always be happy. Yeah, that's right. And because it's typically about like where that, that bit with maybe not quite getting that. So I give back like to the very scratch of just being profitable, every dollar that comes into my digital agency back to the client. So we've got like a massive, um, reinvestment into clients' campaigns, whereas all, most of the other agencies I've worked with have always been about how can we spend as little as possible on clients' campaigns. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, you know, right. it's, a, it's a kind of a, it's a, it's a zero-sum mindset where I think you've got to be a kind of an unlimited mindset. The more you give, the more you help, the more you have. I love it. I love it. It's absolutely true, Josh. So let's, Josh, let's hear, I mean, we want to know about how to become media celebrities. So, Let's hear, I guess, we've got a bit of a few things to go through, how to get lots of media, how to get free advertising, how to get, uh, you know, your digital managing your digital reputation. Let's start with how to get lots of free media. So the first thing to understand is that right now we're kind of in, in a unique opportunity. And that unique opportunity is that over the past five, 10 years, there's been a lot of transition that's been happening in traditional newsrooms. And by the way, when I talk about getting in the media, I'm sure that there's somebody who's saying, oh, wait a minute, I have no interest in getting in newspapers because newspapers are folding and it's all about, you know, the digital age, baby. Well, <laughs> look, totally get that. All right. That's not what I'm talking about. When I talk about working with the media, the media includes Mashable, BuzzFeed, 
Vice News, Huffington Post, really big bloggers, uh, influencers with huge social media audiences. That's all included. Okay, and, and the rules are pretty much the same. But I do want to share a bit about uh, the the newsroom and traditional newsrooms, either with uh, TV stations. TV is doing quite well, actually. Um, l- local networks, so generally those are doing very, very well. Um, but uh, maybe news radio stations. Yeah, can um, I just quickly and- interject there? Because I just want to say something. I mean, I, my, uh, and I'm a digital guy, 100% digital guy, but I believe that I don't think TV and radio and it, all that's ever going to be not super valuable. Would you say that's true? It will, it will evolve for sure. And it will continue. And it has evolved and it will continue to evolve. And and Josh, to your point, I think, you know, the, the great opportunity is for those that are already digital content uh, providers. So for example, I write a syndicated news story that goes out to a million and a half readers and uh, via traditional print. That and uh, my newspaper syndicate is the number one uh, regional or, uh, you know, uh, news source for uh, the state of Michigan. So I get a lot of attention by being placed. You get extremely high authority rankings when you get quoted and mentioned and linked to from all of these news websites as well. But the opportunity that exists for digital content producers is that they know that they need to keep evolving into being more digital savvy, more internet savvy, uh, more internet content, uh, cooler stuff. And so they're looking for digital content providers to partner with. Now, Savings Angel produces a lot of digital content. I'm a podcaster. I have a, a pretty successful blog and that content just gets everywhere. Um, content gets shared on 40 TV stations, websites every single week. Um, um, and then certainly everywhere else that my syndicated column goes out, I go out and I do um, two to three TV segments every single week. Of course, that then gets put online and shared everywhere. Um, it's really great to be everywhere. <laughs> and, mm. you know, an, uh, uh, organizations that will help you to get everywhere are going to be media organizations. And it's good for them, too, because they, of course, would love for you to let your super large internet audiences know that you're creating content with a traditional newsroom. And and then there's just, of course, so much clout that you get back. Um, you know, you and I could probably think of some very, very successful popular podcasters in the entrepreneur sphere. Well, to the outside world, I mean, if I put that logo on my website to my consumer audience that's really not going to mean a hill of beans. I mean, it's just, it's in, in our world of, you know, people who like podcasts and like entrepreneur podcasts, like, Oh my gosh, you got on that show. It, it might be a big deal, but that not necessarily, uh, is as huge a feather of your, in your cap as getting in the Chicago Tribune. Uh, everybody recognizes the city of Chicago and the Chicago Tribune is the number one newspaper there. That's got a lot of clout. Or if you get on good morning America, uh, that certainly has a lot of clout and everybody knows that. And so, um, there's there's a bit of uh, kind of reputation. Um, uh, I don't want to say reputation management, but it's it's it absolutely builds your authority when you are seen as not just a uh, a brand expert for your own brand, but that you are an industry expert and that you're a subject matter expert, and that the media seeks you out for what's going on in your industry. So very very powerful. So. Right. So, I mean, that's a great overview on kind of how powerful it is and the authority that it will build by actually 
by doing it and getting it and getting good at it, um, you know, how do we actually start to, you know, how do we actually get and generate like that kind of level of free media that you've been able to? A lot of times when I work with people and I work with a lot of entrepreneurs, I've worked with entrepreneurs who have gone on to quit their job and be able to do pursue their passion full time as by virtue of the attention they've been able to get. But one of the things that I commonly get is, all right, let's get going. Let's do this thing. Who can you introduce me to? And um, I'm sure you do this as well, Josh, with uh, the clients that you work with. A lot of times you kind of have to take a step back and look at their digital reputation or you have to look at their website and they're like, whoa, you know, you, you got some problems here that we need to take care of first. Um, and so one thing is that um, before we make the connections, it's very important that you make sure that your website looks fantastic. It looks modern. It was designed or redesigned so that it's mobile friendly. It's um, responsive. It is. Um, and it just looks clean. And then, of course, there's the resources on your website, like a press kit and so forth, because uh, no matter who I introduce you to, uh, matter of fact, the larger of the media contact that I make that introduction to, uh, the more they are going to do their due diligence. And so they're going to do a Google search for you. They're going to look you up on Twitter, maybe Facebook and uh, LinkedIn, and they're going to see, okay, who is this person? Who's connecting? Do they have an audience that's engaged with them? Are, are they the real deal? They're definitely going to look at your website and they're going to make an, they're going to make a judgment based on your website inside of five seconds. So it's worth investing in making sure that that's all set. Now that said, Josh, once you have your digital reputation all managed, that's good. Then I have found that the most effective way, uh, if you can't personally network your way into relationships, then the next best way is to build a relationship on Twitter. Every journalist I know uses Twitter, is very active on it, and every journalist I know uh, loves engagement that's not creepy. Um, so if if you can start off by following the journalist, get to, put them in a list, really monitor what kind of stuff they talk about, listen for biases, right? Because they, they all do, uh, they all have biases, and if you can support them in whatever side that they seem to be taking on a story, um, that's good. And particularly if it has to all be authentic, of course. And if it is within your industry, that's the stuff you really want to pay attention to. Because here's what ultimately is going to happen. Once you build a, a, a relationship, it's a lot like dating, right? You, you don't... Um, you know, you don't meet someone and then go right for the kiss right out of the gate, uh, you know, a sloppy wet kiss. You're going to just kind of bide your time, get to know each other, and then eventually, you know, you're going to ask for the next level in that relationship. Okay, we're just going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. Thank you for listening to the Authority Marketing Podcast. I'm Josh Denning, and we'll see you on the other side. The team at Authority Factory are world-class at doubling, tripling, and even 10xing your leads, sales, and profits by getting your business's internet marketing done right. For a short time only, Authority Factory are giving away a free one-on-one -on -one strategy session to create a double-your-business blueprint, custom-tailored to your personal business growth objectives. The blueprint is totally obligation-free, and you'll have the opportunity to ask the team to put it in place for you or take it away to implement yourself. To find out if you qualify, go to authoritytheoryfactory.net forward slash application. Don't miss it. That's authoritytheoryfactory.net forward slash application.
Welcome back. You're listening to the Authority Marketing Podcast. Thanks for listening. And if you want to get your strategy session booked, I recommend you do that now. Head over to authoritytfactory.net forward slash application. Now back to the show. And so similarly, what I would have this uh, content producer, this entrepreneur do is create some content uh, or refer to content that was already created as it ties into something that's going on in the news right now. And we call this news jacking, where you're essentially looking for something that's being talked about. And then you just zip a quick tweet to the journalist or the producer that you happen to know um, working for a news agency and um, and just say, oh, I, you know, I actually just wrote about this. You might be interested in. And then um, and then that's kind of the next step. Then at some point in the relationship, they're going to say, OK, so this person is an expert in this subject. You would then just say, hey, um, matter of fact, I, I could answer a few questions on this. Matter of fact, here's my ideas on this. Um, try not to do a like a super formal pitch right out of the gate. I like to instead relationship build to a pitch. Eventually, they're going to ask for an outline of a segment. And um, and and that segment would be bullet a bullet point. Um, you know, these are the main points. Um, be, you know, be prepared to maybe take a stand that might be a little bit unconventional, a little bit um, um maybe even, uh, you know, just unique. That would be something that people could talk about. You want the journalist saying, wow, I had never considered that, but you're absolutely right. You know, if you can get a journalist to say those words, you know, that you've just shared something, um, pretty newsworthy, something that they like to see in guests. And of course, again, um, if you're going for TV, make sure you already have video of yourself on your website. So the journalist can see, okay, this person's very, very comfortable in front of the camera. So that's a long, that's a long answer. And, and each of these answers I'm giving you, Josh, I'm like giving you the super ultra cliff notes version, because I mean, there's a lot of things that you could do. Uh, getting on the news is very much a science and an art. And, you know, you can learn some things like how to build a WordPress website. I mean, you can learn that by reading a book. Uh, but then there are things like if you're going on American Idol or America's Got Talent or some silly talent show, uh, you know, there's you need to get really, really good at your craft. And if you if you're willing to do this, if you're willing to get good at this, then you'll be in the club. And when you're in the club, you get you know, you get tens of thousands of people sent to your website every week and you don't have to do anything for it other than just show up and bring value to audiences. So, and that's I mean, it's exact. it's like anything um, in life, isn't it really like when you're first learning to walk, it's really difficult until you can do it and then you get a huge benefit from it. When you're first learning to drive, it's difficult and scary for the first few months and then you can virtually do it while you're eating a hamburger and talking on the phone at the same time. Not that you should ever do that, but, but you can. Um, so, and you know, media, like you say there, it's, it's definitely, it's going to be a challenging skill to learn, but wow, look at, I mean, look at that benefit that comes from actually learning it and getting in that club. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, and I really would estimate that my media, um, my media segments, uh, and I do, again, between my column, all the TV I do, all the radio I do, uh, easily a good 10,000 people get sent to savingsangel.com every week as a result of that. That's massive. And have you found as well that like from that 10,000, do they then refer others? And do you think that helps the organic growth? And you know what I mean? Like... Oh, well, yes, absolutely. So so people are searching for the thing that you're talking about. And the one thing that's really good about newspapers and, and, and media websites is they're definitely very 
well-trafficked. They have high authority. So if you can get your links on their site, you're going to be in a great position. Um, that's really going to help your SEO. So tell us about um, about coming up with the hook. So, I mean, one thing that we talk about, about hooks with market sophistication and things is that you've got to kind of pitch at the right level of market sophistication. So like, for example, you know, the at a sophistication level three, they're looking for not just how they're going to get the result, but what's the unique mechanism that hasn't been discussed before to get the result. And the unique mechanism is the, I guess, essentially what gets them to the big promise or the big, you know, the end result that they want to get to. Um, so the unique mechanism is the big idea, so to speak. Mm -hmm. um, is that kind of similar to, and that's, you know, that's very sales funnel-ish type stuff with coming up with the, the what's going to sell. Is that kind of what you do to come up with a hook for the media as well? Well, so they're always looking for things that their audience is going to be interested in. So different media organizations have different audiences. Obviously, if you're if you're a technology company and you're working with a technology writer or reporter or um, publication or website, you're going to change your message just a bit, right? You can you can get a little deeper. Now, if you are working with the general media, and and that's that's pretty much who I work with. I'm a consumer expert. And so my message really, I'm not going to get too deep into say market forces or, uh, you know, too deep into marketing psychology, uh, as part of a consumer expert, I'm going to talk at a level that they can understand. And so generally in journalism, um, when I went to journalism school, um, in the United States Navy, uh, there was a saying, and I hear this too, is you're writing for Jethro <laughs> and writing for Jethro, Jethro, of course, from the Beverly Hillbillies, that's an old saying that's been around for a long time, but usually you want to write at the level Level that a fourth, uh, maybe a seventh, maybe as high as a seventh grader can understand, but generally not any higher than that. And the same thing goes for when you're communicating. Again, if we're talking about general audiences, media audiences, then yes, you definitely want to keep the the content within that level. And so if you know their audience, if you, if you, um, again, are responding to something that's trending, right? News, news agencies love getting experts who can talk about something that's connected with something that's trending on Twitter, for example. And so if you can talk about that and you can share and kind of Maybe if even if it's something that's trending, that's a little complicated, find a way to make it interesting and appealing to a general audience and understandable to a general audience. And you it, if everything else checks out, OK, you'll get the segment. No problem, because um, that's one thing that news agencies are starving for is like, oh, my gosh, you know, how do we talk about this thing that everyone's buzzing about online? So you can be the answer to their uh, their dilemma. Right. So, I mean, just to look at something for a moment. So, obviously, with you having Savings Angel, which is a, you know, it's a consumer-driven market, the media are always hot for things like best deal type segments and, oh, where, yeah. you know, things like that. What about, though, the person that's an SEO consultant or a business coach or, you know, something that they're not always so hot for? How do they work it? Yeah. So the, the same thing is, and, and matter of fact, um, I, I actually know uh, an SEO marketer who in my local market, and he's been, again, very good at finding and, and attaching himself to any larger internet trends. So, for example, I can think of the last one that he did was one of 
about, oh, what was it called? Uh, there was like a, a, a term for it when Google was saying, okay, if you're not, if your website's not mobile friendly, then we're going to push it down the rankings. What was that? Mobile Geddon? Yeah, the mobile update. Yeah, mobile getting or something, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, that was that was something that was in the news and that was perfect for him to talk about. And so you really have to watch your industry very, very well. And you have to find things that are somewhat related to your industry. Now, if there's nothing going on, then you're going to need to be clever. And uh, clever segments can get placed very well. And so this would be, you know, if, um, gosh, I, I can't, I'm just trying to think of I, I, examples where someone has done something, it's almost completely outside their industry, but they've leveraged that. So let's say that there's, um, you know, it's just something viral that's happened. Uh, and, and you have a way of just paralleling that, you know, this is actually a good backdrop to, you know, the way that, S, uh, I don't know, say the way that SEO works, but, um, you know, just finding, gosh, I'm trying to come up with you've a got good tie. answer. You've, just, you've got to tie like unique yes. angles into what you, you're doing. Always do. Yes. If you think that you're just going to go on TV and you're just going to do a general piece about, well, this is who I am and this is my business. Yawn. They don't care about that. All right. They, they want stuff that their audience is going to be like, wow, that's really, really cool. So it's up to us to create that story and, and truly kind of tackle what that is. So again, if you're watching stuff that's related in your industry, you look at the list of things that's, um, you know, um, that's trending, you'll do fine. I've got a relationship coach and he does very well at this, uh, but all he does is just watches stuff that celebrities are doing. And so as a relationship coach, it's very, very easy to say, okay, so uh, Taylor Swift is broken up for the umpteenth time. Let's talk about, you know, why we do that. And so, and then he brings it down to, well, his audience obviously is not Taylor Swift, but his audience is, you know, just viewers of that, um, you know, of that TV program. Program. And so he talks about how, uh, you know, if you are constantly breaking up, what might be going on there? And then he offers some advice and then people contact people contact him because they want to learn more. So, so, so it's virtually it's got to be intellectually stimulating. Aha. Wow. Type stimulating. There's got to be actionable takeaway and it's got to be tied into some kind of current event by the sounds of it. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, if you have to create a little bit of news yourself by doing some old school guerrilla marketing, do it, you know, create your own flash mob, create your own news. Uh, but again, it, it, it just it has to be today's uh, media market. They're just the, the more sensational, the better. So, you know, the stuff that might fly, you know, just you had a ribbon cutting, uh, you know, that might get you in a business journal, but that's not going to get you anywhere else. <laughs> yeah, it's going to so, be sensational, as you said, flash mobs and like choreographed dancing and all that kind of stuff, like spontaneously. Yep. Leverage celebrity, you know, and then just try and find ways of transferring, um, you know, like if you were to say, well, we're like the Chipotle of SEO. I mean, that's a really good kind of phrase to use. And people are like, oh, what do you mean? And say, well, you know, we let you pick and choose exactly. Yeah, well, whatever it is, you know, hmm. it's just 
if you leverage brands and systems that people are already familiar with, it really helps kind of transfer your identity very, very quickly. And it's very, very, very stickable. So, you know, every every time, if you be careful about saying that, though, because if you say it once, you better mean it because people are always going, oh, the, the Chipotle of SEO. Like, again, I don't even know what that means necessarily, but <laughs> remember it. Yeah, gotcha. So cool. So look, just before we kind of get into uh, how people can learn a little bit more about um, how they can access, you know, your database of 200,000 media experts and, and your uh, videos on how to do this in more detail and stuff. Just tell us a little bit about how once they've actually got the interviews sorted and they're ready to roll and they've acquired the segment, how do they nail it? Yes, absolutely. So the first thing, you know, and again, how do you get really good at a media interview? Well, you get good at interviews by practicing them. So, and, and it's like, how do you, like we talked about, you know, how do you get good at the piano or the guitar? Well, you just have to practice it. And, you know, it's like a lot of times too, it's like um, acting. I mean, you can learn interview skills in a book, but it's extremely helpful if you have an acting coach or you take an acting class. Um, so, you know, really you, get, you need to connect, get connected with someone who can coach you in an interview to to teach you how to give a great, you know, two and a half minute long segment where you can get all your talking points in, um, that you can make sure that you've brought an exceptional amount of value. And, you know, some of the biggest tips I would share is first off, if my ultimate goal, by the way, Josh, and this is really important, some PR people, you can pay them $8,000 and they'll get you placed in a major market news station. They'll be able to do that for you. But if you have not built up the skills to truly shine, when you go into the TV station, you'll never be invited back. You'll in some in some cases you'll be blacklisted if you don't perform very well and do good TV. Uh, I've been in green rooms where people have. I've been sitting with the producer and the producer and I are watching the monitor and he's like, yep, they'll never be on again. Like, hmm. wow. I mean, that's harsh, but TV is very harsh. These guys are so uh, paranoid about losing their job or a dip in the ratings that they just don't like taking risks on bad guests. They would much rather have just a small team of people they can go to time and time again who they know are going to perform. So again, what I would advise is that number one is you're going to practice every possible answer to every possible question, but yet don't sound rehearsed. You should smile. Don't look at the camera look at the interviewer, right? It's like just two people having a conversation, but you're going to want to carry good energy. You're going to want to sit forward. You're going to want to make sure you've, you look professional men and, and ladies, you're going to want to make sure that you've got a little bit of makeup on which means you need to go to a pricey department store and you need to get Mac cosmetics and you need to have them apply that. Otherwise you're just going to look freakish. Um, uh, if, if your face is just completely too shiny, you have to makeup for TV is a little bit different than conventional makeup. So then also what I want you to do, your energy from the time you get there to the time you leave, I do not want you all like, uh, acting like a newbie. I want you acting like a pro. I don't want you going, oh, what's this large green screen? How does that work? I mean, don't do that stuff. All, all that indicates is that you're new to this world, aren't you? And they, they may think it's cute, 
but it doesn't sell well in terms of you becoming a guest that's going to be invited back time and time again. You could be gracious. You could show lots of appreciation, uh, but but don't act like a, a newbie. <laughs> act confident. Uh, act like you've done this a thousand times uh, and act like, you know, and, and truly give them what they need for their audience. You'll do very, very well along with uh, some of the tips that I shared with you. Again, Josh, this is a whole subject, but we can spend hours on this. <laughs> and, and it's really important to get good at this because, again, if you will, you'll make hundreds of thousands of dollars in new sales uh, because you project so much energy and charisma on TV. Fantastic. Brilliant, brilliant advice, Josh. I really appreciate it. It's very, very useful and valuable for the guests to really get their businesses cranking without having to pump all the, the money into advertising. Not that they shouldn't do that as well, but it's definitely it's just going to add value all around. So look, great stuff. Before we say goodbye, Josh, can you let the uh, listeners know the different ways they can find out more about you, get your free video series on how to learn more about this and, and that little bit about potentially accessing your database of over 200,000 media connections. Well, I'm not sure if there are two, there may be 200,000 media connections in the world, but my actual, my database is uh, just over 20,000. Oh, and right. that's that, that's going to get you everywhere. I'm sensationalizing, you can... Josh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't ever let the truth get in the way of a good story. Uh, <laughs> no, it's, it's over 20,000 people and 20,000 media uh, contacts that you can use. But I actually don't let people access that right away. Uh, I have, uh, you know, again, we talked about having a heart of a servant. Uh, you know, one thing that I wanted to do for uh, other entrepreneurs is I created three videos. It's absolutely free. It's just a way of me teaching you what I've learned over my 20 plus years in working in and uh, with the media. And I boil it down to three essential videos that are really going to take a little bit of a deeper dive uh, from what you and I have talked about that, uh, talked about. And you can find that by going to millions in free media.com. So again, that's millionsinfreemedia.com. And Josh, I'll, I'll give you a link that uh, folks can, um, to, they can, they can use to make sure that they access that right one. So again, just uh, enter your name and email address and I'll, I'll send you helpful tips on a weekly basis as well that'll help you up your media game. And uh, again, it's if, if uh, you know, philosophically, if I can help enough people become wildly successful, it'll be good, for, you know, ultimately that'll be good for me and, and I can do a lot of good in the world. Definitely. Well, brilliant. Josh, thank you very kindly for your uh, expert advice on becoming a media celebrity. It was uh, very, very good indeed and really appreciate it. You bet. Advice from the other Josh. <laughs> That's what we need. Two Joshes bringing the power. <laughs> nice. Thanks for listening to the Authority Marketing Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes. Then head over to authorityfactory.net forward slash gift to instantly access the ultimate checklist and authority cheat sheet, which takes you step by step through the seven authority activators to complete the transition to authority positioning and sensational profits. Get it at authorityfactory.net forward slash gift.